podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddockblues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues Podcast. Today I'm joined by Melinda. G and a very special guest today, Chris Hannan, who is, like to say, is a part of the fans movement to try and get a better Everton for us. So welcome to the show, Chris. How was it going, mate? You okay? Yeah, nice show, mate. Yeah, thanks. Not too bad. What I wanted to start with was, you know, as Evertonians, we all sit there and we see things that we don't like that's going on at the club and we think we need to do this, we need to do that, but none of us ever actually get around to doing it. But you have, and I was just, Wondering what was the straw that broke the camel's back that made you decide that I've had enough here, I need to do something. If you can just explain that to us, please. Um, I've been involved in a few things in the past. Um, and I had a little girl in August, so kind of step back a bit um, because it is time-consuming. Like, and I, work-wise and, uh, I kind of stepped back from it and I didn't. I went to, I think I've been to, I went to Leeds away, obviously. The league cup, and uh, so obviously, it's on the coach on the way home, and I'm sitting there thinking, Oh, what are they? <laughs> what? I'm sick of this. We got we got absolutely snotted, and we were terrible. We had, and then we go there and play them again on the Saturday. I didn't go the league one, and uh, and it's just that was the tip. That was the tip. I'm saying, I'm sick of this. How many times have I done this? I've been to Bournemouth about. Probably seven or eight times. I've seen us win once in the FA Cup. No, and we, you know, we're fighting with them to stay in the league. So, it, and when you look into it, obviously, I've done that. I've done the looking into things and have been involved in things like with uh, the campaigns that are that are running and stuff. And you look into things, and it, you've got, you know, you've got a bit. I've got obviously, I've got a couple of businesses myself. I've got three businesses, um, and so you kind of get. You know, if you're in that world, you kind of think more. I look into like what what the people on board are after, what they're doing, and I was just astounded, like how 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 they've got there. It's just like it's literally like jobs for mates, and then you put it like a circle of people around around you who's not gonna break your trust, who's not gonna shit on you, and uh, and that's exactly what they've done to the detriment of any progress of the club. When you when I looked into it, and then Bournemouth was just. I was just saying to the lads on the way back from Bournemouth, something's got to be done. I'm sick of this. Like I've been going home and away for most of my life, and uh, most of my mates have. And I'm just like going away to Bournemouth, petrified that we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get beat. We should be going away to Bournemouth, expecting to to have a good good night out or a good day out, and and, and beating them comfortably. We've never we've never even done it in my lifetime. Even the FA Cup game, I think it was the Assis debut. That was that was a close run thing. And then you look back at your years of being an Evertonian. Yours will be the same, whether you go the match or not, or whether you, you know, if you can't make the match and you watch on telly and, and people around the world, they have to get up at stupid times, get up at stupid times, and you don't get nothing back out of this football club. Yeah, that no, that was what it yeah. was. That that turned me like. It's like this Saturday, and it? You, you say that you know we we shouldn't be feeling anyone come to Goodison, should we? When we're playing Brentford, no. and I, I can only speak from personal. I, I, I'm shit scared. Yeah. I am actually I scared. Went, and, that, that's the, that's the way they got us at the moment, isn't it, mate? I went to Forest on Sunday, Nottingham Forest. Right, they were good for a little small spell uh, on the clough. 
and I was going there on the train, trying to argue the toss that I would have took a draw with, you know, with fellas who've seen us win the European Cup and his cup, the titles, FA Cups. And I'm like, no, you can't be going to Nottingham Forest and, and, and you know, hoping for a point. And I'm just like, that's the, that's where we're at. Like, yeah. It's just, it's, and then, like you say, Brentford at home, if you would have said to me, you know, before she took over, Mishiri be your manager, sorry, Mishiri be your owner, he would have been through 10 managers and you've got basically a cup final of Goodison Park against Brentford that they'd come into it, massive favourites. I would have said, shut up, as if, and here we are. Yeah. That's what I mean. But before I went, I went to the meeting in the hot walk. I, I think if you see the video, you probably see a very drunk me at the back asking a few questions. Like, but uh, <laughs> I didn't, re- I didn't realize how bad the boards were until you started reeling off a list of the things that they're just not capable of doing. And yeah, I, it astounded it's... me. Like, don't get me wrong, I was always against them, but it wasn't until I went to that meeting where I heard the stuff that you were saying. Where I thought, oh my god, this is really bad. This. But everyone's at that point, aren't they? At some point in being an Evertonian. Until someone educates you, or you go and look at something yourself, or you you actually see it with your own eyes. Everyone, I was at that point, um, probably this time last year, or maybe January last year, where it was like, yeah, he's throwing his money where his mouth is. No, he'll get it right eventually, kind of thing. And and you're just like, yeah, but he's not throwing. He's just throwing money into a, into a potty. You're bored and not fit for purpose. They're not experienced. You've got on paper the most experienced chairman in the league. I think there's Daniel Levy's the only chairman who's been a chairman in a league longer than Ken Wright. And that's because he was an executive Ken Wright. Um, he was active chairman Ken Wright for, for a good uh, good period of time. Um, and he fell out. With the, he ended up shitting on the chairman. And it's another story for another day. And, and he, he fell out uh, fell out with him. So he, he become chairman. If, if you add them two times together, he's the most experienced in the league. And he's the least successful in the league by some way like. Like even if you look, there was a mad thing that came out in the papers years ago that every team in the pyramid except for Everton had had some relative form of success based on their size and where they are. And we had since like we last won a cup, and we, whether it be a promotion, you know, LDV Vans Cup, Johnson Paints Cup, or the FA Cup, the Carlin Cup, or you know, promotion into the Premier League or whatever. And we we were the only team who'd had nothing, and and no one battered an eyelid about it because he he's painted this thing of plucky little Everton and yeah, we're, we're the underdog and stuff because he knew he didn't have the money but he didn't want to let go and then he's employed people around him. Like, I've went into it in the meeting about Grant Ingalls. He's been sacked by two clubs. Um, one in Australia and Liverpool. He's been sacked by Liverpool over the park and as far as I see things, if, if he's not, they're a well-run club, aren't they? And if, if oh, he has not, not off, yeah. He lasted there, I think he lasted 18 months. Which when you become he, he weren't a he weren't a, um, a director there like but he was still I think he was like the head of finance or something like that and uh, he lasted eighteen months but a head of finance to last eighteen months in a in a in a job where the company turns over I think they turn over like half a billion quid it takes you eighteen months to get your foot in the door and get your head down what's going on do you know and and making maybe start making inroads into what you want to do and things you want to change he didn't even last through the period most jobs. High profile, you'd probably have a 12 month probation period, wouldn't you? And yeah, last few months and to Australia, which is a different ball game. It's now experienced as a, as a country, you know, country in terms of what the like inexperience is the wrong word. Like, it's it's you know, watered down to what the, the finances and stuff are involved in. He, he lasted 
a year and a half or two years over there, and then he's come and walked into the directorship. And I was how on earth have they looked at his CV and went, he's the man for the job? Like it's it's impossible. It's like you looking to employ someone for your podcast and uh, you know to do your social media or whatever, and looking at the CV and going, yeah, he hasn't really done anything good anyway, but we'll give him a go. And then and then expecting them to and then moaning about him failing or expecting them to be brilliant. You just you literally you're just clutching the straws and, and that's what they've done. But there's reasons why he's on that board because he's a yes man and he's a, he's obviously loyal to whoever's put him there, which will be the chairman or the owner or whatever. And then you've got um, Denise there, who's CV yeah. I'm sorry, just, I was just, I was just gonna I'll hand it over to Melinda in a bit. We've got a few questions, but. I remember something, I don't know whether I was drunk or not, something about Denise Barabaxendale scuba diving gear or something like that, sports yeah, equipment so, or something like that. So she, um, she, aside from Everton, she's been on Everton for, for well, I think it's around seven, eight years at that, something like that, including Everton in the community. Um, and before Everton, she'd done a couple of things school-wise and then, She'd opened some bit. She had a business venture, three of them, to do with water sports, which That's was it, like yeah. uh, one of them. One of them was canoeing, and uh, if you look on companies' house, you can go and see it. And none of them lasted more than two years. Um, don't get me wrong; they might have made it a lot of money in them two years or whatever. But she she basically did three things, um, and then to do with water sports, which oh, that might be a passion. I don't know. Um, and then. That the books there's nothing to look at the books really that they, they haven't been they haven't been successful anyway, and then she's then gone into free school roles and stuff like that, and then she's ended up back at Everton, and Robert Selstone built Everton in the community up, and he was a disgrace as a as an employee of Everton in terms of what he did, he was just he ruined ruined it. He got he, he got a pat on the back for giving us the biggest sponsorship deal ever, but it was over ten years, things like that. Just, yeah. No, no ambition at all. Just securing money to make sure that we stay afloat, basically. And uh, but he, he turned Everton in the community to a successful charity, and she took over it. And she took all applauds for it. But she took over it, a, a cash rich charity. Do you know what I mean? It, it's it's not hard so to, it, to run it a cash was already, rich charity. It was, already, it was already doing well, basically. She, it was doing very well. It won awards left, right, and centre. And then she yeah. came in because he went. I think he went back to rugby. And uh, and then don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it got any worse or anything, but it's not a hard role, is it? Went, but to go from that, a small cash-rich charity, to being a CEO of, of a third of a billion-pound company is just unbelievable. Like, yeah. on what grounds is she qualified to do that? There isn't any. It's it's like it's like putting me or you in there and going, right, you've done all right in what you do for a living. Um, come on, let's have a go with this. It's a, it's a football club that turns over nearly 300 billion quid a year. It's, yeah. it's it's unheard of. No other industry, no other football club have done anything like that, to my knowledge. And I've looked through the boards of other clubs, like, and especially after the takeover, it's just putting people around you who are going to protect your position, which is the chairman who's making his getting his um, position protected. Yeah, Melinda, I know you've got a few questions for Chris, so if you want to reel them off, that'd be nice. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Hi, Chris. Is Christopher Chris? What what do you prefer to be called? <laughs> Yeah, no, Chris is fine. Chris, hi, Chris. It's great to have you on. Um, yeah, actually, really good point that you know you guys were just talking about there. I think it just proves the entire just ineptness and inadequate sort of nature 
of this board and ultimately it's reflecting into the club you know as a whole it's just if you really do look at things over the years it's like how did this even happen a and b how is it still continuing to happen you know what i mean um but uh that's why i think it's so great that you know there are different you know pockets of, of um fans that are coming together to sort of bring about this change so it's the all together now movement correct that that you're um sort of like getting going yeah this. so yeah so the all together now is just literally it was a hashtag that was made up by uh the 27 sorry the nsnl campaign so then and then loads of people have jumped on the back of that and and done like for instance that flag that sorry that plane that flew above the ground it was nothing to do with me i don't think it was anything to do with the, we don't know who done that but they've done it under the all together now um banner so to speak so there is there is different groups but the thing i think the difference about now or at the moment is between these different groups is they're all working together they're all communicating together and it's working well obviously yeah. uh, ns i don't know if you've seen this morning ns and now have opened yeah. sent a, a letter to, to an open letter to graham sharp um it was embargoed till half nine this morning come out this morning um i've had a brief read of it myself i've been shocking and so we've got on here but uh, i'll have a look at later i retweeted it straight away and like everyone's like kind of think we've we've kind of spoke to them and that's 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 their book that's what they're good at paul's got loads of media contacts and um and the, you can see the way the way they write things i think zach does the writing for them it's really good and that that's one way of targeting the board and then another way is we've kind of said to them let us deal with match day we'll deal yeah. with match day we'll be there boots on the ground and we'll get match day match going Evertonians to to attend as best we can and uh, as you've seen the numbers are great like so um and then there's other people who wanted to do things away from home obviously the um the meeting we had in the Otwok that that was there was loads of ideas raised there there's going to be another meeting the international weekend um I just need to confirm we've uh I've sorted the venue we just need to confirm a couple of things before we do it and um, we obviously anyone can come to it on zoom or, or teams I think it'll be a bit better than um the the zoom sorry it was on teams last time it'll be a little bit better in terms of how it's um how it's streamed or whatever because we we had a couple of issues and with the video quality and stuff that's why it, it hasn't come out because um the video was just basically you couldn't really see what was going on so we'll do that and then other people who might disagree or you might have different ideas will have a chance to say it and someone might come up with a great idea and um, we got some a fella got in touch you had a um you had a bit off one of the Zooms um, attendees. He had a, he's got a big massive removals van. And he said he's happy for us to put some artwork on it, a flag, a banner or whatever. And he said, I'll just drive around for this all day when I'm not when I'm not doing it. And so things like that, which will we'll make an impact and let them do it. The way I see it is we go to the match, we go to the match. The people who are involved in, in you know, pushing these ideas are, are all there. And then... And SNR were dealing with the media side of things, which seems to be like that's why it's called a movement because we're all doing it together and it seems to be working. Um, we're not, you know, don't get me wrong, we're not, not everyone's 100% agreeing with it. I get all kinds of shit on Twitter most every time I post, like, but as far as I'm concerned, we're the majority now. There's there's yeah. no minority of Evertonians uh, who, who are happy, the Evertonians who are happy with this board, actual happy with their performance, actually happy with the. Um, team on the pitch in a minority and yeah. well I don't know any to be honest yeah so. yeah it's it's funny I think we all get our fair share of shit on Twitter don't we yeah um, <laughs> but uh no I, I think you know I, I, you're so right it's like sort of different sort of pockets of of 
you know, people sort of all towards the same goal, ultimately. Um, but it's really important, I think, to get the word out about, um, you know, the marches. Um, I think the more people that are involved in the movement, the more it will grow and the more ideas, of course, that will come forward um, to bring about change. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's no secret, but time is ticking, right? It's only limited. There's only so yeah. many games left. Um, so we had a couple of questions. Um, so Jamie, as well, he's on our podcast. He, he's at work at the moment, so he couldn't come on. But he was um, wondering, uh, in your opinion, who do you, well, who would you like to see sort of be let go first? Is there someone particular on the board that you think would make the biggest statement if, if, they, if they left? I, I say... Did I, I'll be honest, there's, there's people who were involved in this stuff who just hate Ken, right? For what mm-hmm. he's done to Evan. Mm-hmm. I, I hate him for what he's done to Evan. I'm, I'm going to call I like, but he's he's the he's been the he's put himself as the king um, for, for the last five years. He called himself the overlord. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I was just thinking, trying to think of that word then. Yeah, yeah he called himself in, in a DVD. Called Magnificent Seven. Magnificent yeah, I've Seven. got that. I've got that TV. Yeah. <laughs> I have, unfortunately, and it's <laughs> pathetic. Isn't it? Yeah, but uh, and and he calls himself. He refers to himself as the Overlord of Everton. In, in the deep, if you Google Overlord, if you don't know what it means, then it'll tell you everything you know about him as a person. So he's the. If if you can remove him from the club, it will just change the atmosphere in and around the club massively. Now, yeah. obviously, Denise, I feel. Sorry for that. She's not, you know, just because she's in, she's not competent enough to, to perform a role and Ingalls is not competent enough to perform a role, they're working people. They're not, Denise might be, you know, well off or whatever, but she can't retire tomorrow, I don't think. So at the end of the day, she's doing a job. She's doing it poorly. So it's down to the chairman and the owner to deal with that. And the chairman yeah. and the owner aren't dealing with it. The owner's not on the board. Don't get me wrong. He could sack whoever he wants. He could change the, do whatever he wants to do. He, he, should get rid of Ken Wright and it will change. These investors come in; it's a perfect time. Ken Wright's ill. Everyone knows he's ill. He's um, he's got a he's got a, an issue with his with his brain and it's affecting his sight. And st- and you can see he wears the dark glasses when he offers to go to games anymore. Only away games it seems. So um, he works. He's got he's he's ill like and he I don't care. He could be the best chairman in the in the world. He's not. He's not. Fit for purpose anymore if he's that if he's ill and it's and it's Everton surely have got a duty of care towards him to yeah. to say someone step in. Listen, I, I regardless if you hate him or, or whatever you feel about him, someone's got a duty of care to him and Everton the HR department or whatever and go, are you healthy and fit enough to be running this football club? Is it going to be a detriment to your health? Of course it is at the moment because he's obviously seeing everything that's going on and he's seeing um, protests and marching his name on bags and obviously it's embarrassing for him. Yeah. Well. Which I don't care. It's embarrassing being an Evertonian because of him. So exactly. you know, you reap what you sow. Yeah. You reap what you sow. But he's the one for me that if he if you can get him out the door, the rest will go like a deck of cards anyway because they're only there surrounding him and protecting him. But if you get him out, I just feel like Goodison will change and and the club will change and it'll be like a weight's been lifted and then maybe that will help the team on the pitch as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I think you bring up some really good points, Chris. So piggybacking sort of off of that, then. Who do you think then is the most responsible board member for what's going on? Do you think that sort of falls more on Mashiri or do you think that falls on Kemright? Um, well, Mashiri's not a board member, is he? Um, yeah, he's but, the owner, isn't 
Oh, well, I mean, yeah. sorry. No, yeah, I, like, I, I know mean, what you mean. I know yeah, what you mean. Yeah. Do you think it's more machinery or more Chem Knight? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, for me, Chem Knight's done the most damage to Everton over the years since he's, he's been since he's been on the board. We've won one trophy and we absolutely battened down the hatches against Man United. And, you know, it was great. We, we won. But other than that, we've had a couple of days out at Wembley, um, won a semi, lost the final. Lost another semi. This we can't um, even go to. The, we can't even go to a top six away ground and get a result. It just exactly. Just so in in terms of in over. the long run, he's 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 the worst for me. But Mashiri, I went I went on Toffee TV and Ped made a great point about Mashiri using Kemrise as a as a shield kind of thing yeah. because he which he's done obviously because Kemrise takes the flak because he he's always took flak but. For me, I always say this that in a, in anything you do in terms of commercially or in terms of boards or, or structures and work or pyramids, that shit rolls downhill and yeah. you know it always ends up on the feet of the people which is us. We, we've got the shit. We're, we're dealing with a, a football team that we waste our money on and we've wasted years and years and hours and hours of our lives on. At the moment, we haven't got one that's that's good enough for for what we are as or what our club is. But blame rolls uphill. So the blame's got to go to the very top, and Mashiri's got to be the one who's he's he's the one who can change it, and he's he's the one who should have got rid of Ken like day one. Should have got rid of whoever was on the Denise Wayne on the board when he took over the don't thing. He should have got rid of rid of them and and said use a made an example. I bought the club off him. He's been a chairman and he's failed for X amount of years. Now the new chairman's going to come in and he's an example of what I don't want and this is what I do want. And he should have led by example. But he's been absent and he hasn't. So it, it lies with him. Yeah. It, to change it. But as, as far as I'm concerned, it, it, the, the blame rolls up to the top and that's it. Yeah. So, but in terms of damage, I'd say Ken Knight's done a lot more damage in, you know, he's been here three times as long as Manny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's a really good point you bring up. Like, I think that, like, that's what I meant, sort of the board versus the owner. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. it's sort of like a chicken and egg kind of situation in a way. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, they're both just as bad at each other, but it's like, yeah, it's I, I think it, I, I think we can talk. Doesn't I don't think as it stands presently, we can force Mercedes to sell because yeah. of the of the amount of money he's put in, wasted, and the stadium. But what we can do is we can force him. It's an achievable goal to get the board to be removed and replaced by people who are competent and proven to be successful on Premier League football club boards, and that is a genuine, um, genuine request of the fan base that can be. You know, he can, he can do that. He can change that. It might take him six months to to bring do that and bring someone in. And it's it's not. You know, it's not. You know, some people are like who are you to tell him what to do? Well, I'm a paying customer, and so so it all use whether whether you buy shirts or go to match or or buy anything ever related. You're paying customers. You're entitled to a say. You're entitled to demand better. Shareholders don't even get a say anymore. They don't get an AGM. They own a part of the club. I don't know. I asked Dave Kelly this yesterday whether we're the only team in the league who don't have an AGM. And I tried to Google it and I couldn't find another team who don't have one because there isn't another team who ran that badly that the AGM would be a, a shit show, basically. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It would be an absolute shit show, that's why. Yeah. That's that's terrified, Andy, the cowards. They won't face us. Jake, you've got a question. Sorry, mate. Go on. No, go on, George. Yeah, yeah, go on, carry on. I, I know. Yeah, sorry, just, just do you, do you, talking there about obviously. Farad Mashiri's the owner and he's the, the he has the final say on hirings and firings of the board. Do you think he's actually capable of letting this board go? 
Do you think he's got the, the, the balls to do it? Because we can all see, everyone from the outside can see what a, a, how badly run we are. And obviously, I think other clubs just laugh at us. But Ken Wright's built up this whole little thing of how well-respected the Everton board is and that, that whole thing about, oh, a very well, a very famous club asked me the other, the other day when we're, we don't know what to do. We ask ourselves, what would Everton board do? Yeah. Do you do you think Ken uh, Ken Wright sort of spun this web around him where Machini just believes everything Ken Wright says, which is think, why he's still there? Yeah, I think he did originally, one hundred percent. He did originally, and uh, and now, as you can see, in the, like the conflicting messages coming from Ken Wright or Ken Wright's, you know, people who he goes to, like um, you know, the echo, well, not the echo so much anymore, but um, you'll get Greg O'Keefe or yeah, the athletic yeah. in it. The his little minions. Yeah, his minions, yeah, his bootlickers. Um, you get what's his name? Emily Bishop's son off Corrie. What's his name? <laughs> he, he's in the mail. Um he's good mates of her mum and he comes out and sticks Oliver Holt. He comes out and sticks oh, he's a cop item as well, isn't he? Yeah, well he's he's Emily Bishop's son off Corrie, who can write really? obviously yeah, yeah. Which, Jesus. What a connection that, that is. I know, exactly. It's <laughs> fun that when when you when you when someone says it, you're like, Oh fucking hell yeah. It, yeah. that's why he's like the way he is um, but then you've got Mashidi going to talk sports saying one thing Mashidi coming out and doing the, um, the thing with Jazz the, fan, the fab saying another thing and then um, Tony Bellew coming out and saying something opposite Mike Paddy coming out and saying the opposite of that So, the, but they are clearly at each other's throats in the media at the minute you see when they're walking out the ground at West Ham away like it was like they would, you know it was like oh yeah I'll, I'll share a taxi with him because he has to Kind of thing. They're not. Yeah. They're not working together, and that that can't. You can't have that on any level of business. You could. You couldn't have that in a corner shop. No. If, no. if the two people who work there hated each other and realized each other's throats, and he was charging, you know, it just, the business would fail eventually. And well, and that's what we are doing, failing. But Ken might obviously, I think he owns. Was well, he own one half percent now, something like that, um, which yeah. he's obviously clinging yeah. on to. So, Machidi can make the changes, um, because. He can do a vote of no confidence in any of them, no problem. Or he doesn't even need to do that. He just needs to go and say, right, you've trusted you of this. You've done this. See you later. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's proven to, to be failing as a football club. At the end of the day, we're losing money every year. So that's that's the acid test in it as a business. If you make money or not, and Everton a business, and we lose money every single year, and we have to sell our assets every single year. So that's enough for him to make it make a change. I think he'll use the invest. Well, I hope. He'll use this investment when it comes in to do that, and that investment will then become his shield. But it'll also become, you know, they'll be irrelevant if they if we become a success and they bring a new board in, and, and all of a sudden things are looking up and skies are um, skies are blue again. Then, you know, they'll be they, they won't be a buffer anymore. It'll be Machiri who's the hero. So I think this is the we're at the right time, you know, in when we want change, what we're trying to get change for. If this investment comes in, I think it'll happen, and hopefully. They're involved in it more because they are experienced. Look, if you look at what they're dealing with at the minute, they're experienced on being board members and in sports and stuff. So, let's hopefully they come in and, and then that's when the changes are made and then they bring their people in who are, who are successful and, and hopefully we can move on. And I hate Mashiri, he's an absolute idiot. I couldn't, yeah. I said he can't be an idiot when he's a billionaire. Couldn't have been James, more wrong. James Bond villain, isn't he? Yeah, but he could, but the thing is though, he could turn it round. He, he literally yeah. could he, and he he probably has got the dough to turn it around uh, and say right 
we've won in a stadium, we stay in the league, we're in a brand new stadium, we have an half decent season on the dice next season, which under a full season I fully expect us to um, maybe back some a little bit with a bit of money if he can to get us you know a few better players and get rid of a bit more shite. And then you're thinking, well, we're turning over a lot more money here. We've got a brand new, we've got the best stadium in, in Europe or the best stadium in the league or, or one of the best stadiums in the world. We've got, you know, start, things are starting to look up and we're not favourites of relegation anymore. It's not, it's no football's fickle game, isn't it? So he, he could turn it round. Cam Wright, there's no way in a million years Cam Wright to do anything could turn around what he's done because he hasn't got the power or effort nor the money to do it. No, that's what you, you said, Mercedes, an idiot. I always say this one. Um... Say if you buy a business that's failed, you don't keep the same people there responsible for the failing, do you? You don't do no, it. Exactly. Well, look, people, I think it was Tony, uh, sorry, Simon Jordan and Tony Bell, you were saying things that Mishiri buys the players. You're telling me that people buy football clubs £100 million and they let other people make decisions. Of course they do. So look at Newcastle. You're telling me that, that Sheikh or whatever his name is in Saudi Arabia went into Newcastle, spent all the money buying it and went, right, I want Dan Byrne. Of course he didn't. He employed that. Uh, what's his name from Brighton? Um, can't remember his name now. But he was doing brilliant at Brighton, and he employed him and let him buy the players that he wanted to buy because he's obviously not an idiot and he's bought the club. He's made the changes and let the people that he's put in charge run the club and trusted them. And look at how they, you know, they've just been in a cup final. Luckily they got beat. It won't be the last, will it? So no. look at Man City. Man City were way far off from Everton. But they didn't have David Moyes, you know. That's why they ended up going down to the Championship and the other um, into know, League One, didn't they? Yeah, into League One and stuff. Um, they're, uh, it's 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 that the Sheikh Mansour come in and bought from Shinawatra, was it or whatever yeah, his name is? And, and 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 he brought a new board in. He bought. He basically went to Barcelona and said, "Right, I want him, 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 and I'll take them." And he ended up with Guardiola eventually. So why didn't Everton? I just don't understand why Machidi didn't do that. Come on, go. Who's the, who's a good good club in in this league? Who you know he's obviously not going to go to Man United and take their commercial team, but he could have went to to Brighton. He could have went to I don't know um, Leicester and went yeah. West Ham. I'll have you. I'll have you. And 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 took the best ones out of them and said, right, it, this is your budget you've got or whatever. Speak to the finance director. Go and. You spend the my money, spend it properly. I want me, and, and I want you can be an absent owner then. Trust the people you put in, but he trusted the people out of 20 years. So he was, we to be honest, we should we should have seen that and thought, why is he keeping him on board? It's just, yeah. it's beggar's belief, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, let's bring it to this weekend then, mate, because we've got another march, we've got another march planned on before Saturday. Yeah. And just, just before we talk about that, sorry, it's just popped in me out there. I've seen the thing from the 1878. Group, you know, the ones who were trying to make the atmosphere better. Yeah. And the, the club won't even deal with them anymore, will he? I mean, if yeah, that just, so, well, I mean, there must be fans out there who think, because it is, because I get it as well. People say, no, it, it's a, the team are suffering because we're protesting and all that, which is a load of bollocks, in my opinion. But yeah. anyone who's not on board with it, just look at what the club are doing to the fans. The club, in my opinion, actually hate the fans at the moment. And we are supporting oh. the team, which we're behind the team, but we're protesting. So, I just think well, that's a disgrace, me. I was involved in that last season, the 1878, and I'm in the group now. Um, and obviously, Katie's in the group, Gemma is, Hannah, uh, Dave, who's resigned from the Fans Forum, uh, Hannah resigned from the Fab. Um, so, 
there was Dave Prentice, a couple of, I think it was a couple of months ago, Dave Prentice that was slating the people who resigned in the press conference. You know, like, not in the press conference, but in the room. And uh, it got, the, the people that he was slating, it got, they got wind of it. And um, so one of them done a tweet saying that if Dave Prentice slagging, slagging me off for resigning from a position that I'm, I don't, he, they were right to resign. And, uh, and Dave Francis rang him straight away, grovelling, kissing his ass while he was eating his breakfast. And uh, he was like, don't, don't dare phone me after slating me in front, yeah. in front of a room full of people. Don't dare phone me and trying to tell me that the people who told me are lying. And uh, so there, there was that. There was, um, the, uh, like I said, the 1870 stuff. All of a sudden, we were having conversations with, with people, um, Mo from Everton, um, to be fair, the um, the girls that they had the con- we speak to, they they were coming back, but we just we just weren't even getting replies. At one one point, because obviously all the flags on the Glad Street last season looked great. At one point, it was we got we'd get a message and the message would get deleted, and we're like, what what's going on? So you got to put two and two together, aren't you? And think because of protesting, he don't want to speak to us. So then um, he basically look at the head, back look at the headlock stuff as well, mate. I mean, that's just yeah. sorry for interrupting. That's just. That's just hits home, doesn't it? What they're trying to do to us as a fan base. They're trying to paint us as the, as the enemy in the national media, aren't they? That's what they're trying to do. But it just shows, it's backfired on them. It just shows how yeah. inept they are as people, how out of touch they are with this fan base. As if, as a fan base, we were going to, like, you know, turn on, on someone going, that's bang out of it. It's not like the, the stuff of Gordon's car getting chased yeah. uh, and me and stuff like that. It was something or nothing. But it got put out there as something big by the media because the club pushed it, and all right, the, the kids that did it, did no one, no one got it, no one got, nothing got damaged. They were just a bit overzealous, which all right, maybe shouldn't have happened. They've seen that and thought this is the way to get these, and, and, I, and I keep thinking, no, oh, we're the ones who pay your wages, so we're the ones who pay for Sky as well, like who, who pay you, um, you know, pay the subscription, subscription for the hundreds of millions of pounds you get a year off them. So, so why would you go? If you owned a, a cake shop and you know you weren't happy with your customers, you wouldn't start slating them to someone else, would you? Know, and start spreading lies about them because they'd never yeah. come back. But they, they just they, they're badly advised. Do you know what? I don't even think they're getting advice. I think they're just they're in their own bubble, and and it, it's them against us. And the, the, that you know ego driven that they can't see what they're doing. And that had the minute they posted that story about headlock, I I was obviously at the march. Didn't see it till later on. I was just like, get in. And, and everyone was like, what, what do you mean? I was like, this is the turning point. These have fucked it now. Yeah. There's two, two and a half, three thousand people outside the ground and the words filtering through that. Someone's got the CEO and a headlock. I knew straight away that if someone got a CEO of any business in the media, in the public eye, in a headlock seven days ago, they would have been arrested and banned from Everton Football Club. Any football club in, in the world by now. And he, the name would be all over the media. And yeah. the minutes they, they put that out, and then they, you know what happens if you, if people on social media are mad, they'll get in touch with the police. And you know, if someone writes writes something on Twitter that about Liverpool fans or Hillsborough, for instance, and then within twenty minutes, someone knows where they live and they've got skips on the drive. Yeah, you know, someone yeah, from yeah. South. So, so why why did he have, have football club think that they could do something? And it, and fans weren't going to look into it and prove it right or wrong. Just yeah. unbelievable. That that they went to them lengths to try and tarnish their own fan base, but then, all right, if you're gonna do it, 
have a think about it and do it properly. There's easier, better ways to do it than saying a woman got put in a headlock. But I, I know 15 or 15 or 16 people emailed the club about that, you know, query and worrying. Emailed the head of securities email, which is off the website, and, and saying, is it safe to go to Goodison Park? Am I okay to take my kids? Am I out, uh, as a woman, am I safe to go there? And not one of them got a reply from the club. Not, and still to this day, they haven't had a reply. And it's been chased up through the fans forum. It's been chased up through the um, fan services. And fan services said, can you send, can you, Bingy, who, send, who, who sent the email? They've had screenshots, they've had the emails and not, not no reply. So, so they obviously don't give a, they know it's no. not true. This is if there wasn't he, at least one video of that happening, by the way. Well, that oh, lad threw a bottle off, didn't you? country in the world. Yeah. yeah the lad threw yeah, Roger Tweedle threw in a bottle at Dinier. By eight o'clock that night, his picture was in on you know, was out and he was he was nicked, weren't he? Yeah, he was. And I'm yeah. not like the exact still banned from yeah. still banned from grounds as well, isn't he? He'd probably get banned for life now, won't he? Well, that's what I was gonna talk going back to the fans and I'll we'll let you go in a bit, mate. Um we were talking about in the hot walk, weren't we, about you know, because no, my dad's nearly eighty. Um, he just you know he can just about turn the computer on or use a phone. He's still yeah, got like a yeah. little little graph phone, you know what I mean. So yeah. how do we get them? How do we get the message out to people who aren't on social media? Basically, have, have we thought any more of that, like a leaflet or leaflet? Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. I think we're gonna look at getting leaflets for uh, for the who's the first Monday night game or the midweek one? Is it is it uh, Spurs? Tottenham, yeah. We play them on Tottenham on a Monday night, so we're gonna try and get it get it for that um, and get some leaflets out. Um, people on the basis that you know people won't be pissed and you know they just get they'll take them home more if it's a midweek game obviously some people have a bevy and stuff but like I do want to target that that older generation because like my dad for is he's 63 he's been going his whole life he sits in the um, in the Joe Mercer with his mate now and uh, at the kids march my nephew was at the front and um, I was, we got to the top of a uh, spellow lane. Next thing, I just felt a dig in the ribs, and I was like, "What's that?" It was me old fella standing there, and I was like, "What are you doing here?" And he was like, "Oh," he said, "He said, uh, I see, I've seen the stuff." He, he's not on Twitter, he's not on Facebook, and someone sent him the video of me on the view from the Bullens pod, and, uh, <laughs> and and he, uh, he, no, he didn't even know it was my my dad. Do you know what I mean? He just it just got circulated round, and then of the things, the the the, the stuff that we told. And we said, like, similar stuff, similar stuff was said on here. And he was like, yeah, you, we're right. We need to get them out. And he'd obviously come to see his grandson and, and held the flag at the front of him and all that. And I, and I was like, if, me dad, if I could turn my dad, my dad goes to match with a pint now. He's, he's seen us do, do everything that we've done. So he's uh, he didn't miss games for years and that. But he was like, if I can turn my dad and get him to turn up, he's, he's jibbed his five-course meal and free ale to go, to go there. And I, I was like, if we can get my dad there, then, yeah. you know, we can get seventy year olds, eighty year olds there. It's just yeah, my half fellas into it. And facts. Yeah, my half fellas been going since the fifties. He's seen Everton, like Liverpool in the second division. Everton being the best team in Europe, and he's seen the good, all the good times, all the dark times, and he he thinks what we're doing is right. So I think it's you know it, you don't just have to have seen nothing like us for the, to be behind it. I mean, anything, people who, be the yeah, yeah, because people who've seen Everton win everything. You, you want to you want to keep that feeling, don't you? So yeah, it must be terrible to, for them to see the way Everton have gone. It must be. Yeah, and I, a lot of the time, like they're setting their ways, and you know they're like I go to the matches support. Like yeah, I have to buy me sit down, grab up. You know when I'm like come here to support the team, not just watch them. But 
right, so that's an argument for another day. But then if you if like there's this alpha behind me and he just he's just negative, he hates everyone, he hates <laughs> everything. I don't even know why he comes to the match. But if you give him them information, like he was he was saying when, when people sing a sack the board, Kem Wright didn't pick the team. Kem Wright and I I just I've gave up arguing from years ago. But if I'd love to you know take a flying and go, yeah, have a read of that. And and I bet bet you he'd be like Fucking hell, I didn't realise it was you know I didn't realise yeah. these these are tr- true facts that the legitimate facts that anyone can go on online and find you can draw you can go I think that'd be good on a lethal Chris. No, yeah, no definitely. I, I was say I was saying earlier on, I mean I, I was I was always gonna support it anyway, but when I when I heard you talking about all and when you reeled it off like I was like, Wow, I can't believe how bad it is. I think that would be you know worthwhile what? putting on a lethal like Do you know what the mad thing is? Is that I I me, Casey uh, they ask Jebba in the past I've, and uh, I've been looking and Googling and finding and spending time finding these facts. No matter what happens and whatever we put on there, someone else always pops up with another one. And I'm like, fuck, you know. Uh, you know, you could go on a list as long as you're I'm like, and them facts out there on a piece of paper. And maybe, I think it was Ben, said about getting a QR code and, uh, and, a, and maybe something else to be able to just go on it and say, yeah, we've got... Um, We've got these are all the facts. This is what we're trying to do. If you want to join, then just scan this QR code for details of the next March or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, think, well, I, think, with, I think a QR code is a great idea because I feel like the world yeah. is full of them now. So, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah uh, even we have one, don't we? Even we've got one. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it's a great point you bring up about just, you know, like the past generations as well. Because, I mean, well, my my family now, well, we're kind of split, but mo- most of us are blues. Uh, my, my dad's a blue and, you know, he's in Canada now and he lives there. And, and you know, he, he keeps in touch with things through me because he knows I'm very involved, but he just thinks like, and there's, there's quite a lot of blues actually. And Jake can attest this as well that are in Toronto. And, you know, of course they can't be there, but, you know, they're really like, they're really proud of like what we are doing, you know? So we are reaching people all across the world as well. People know like what's happening. And I think, yeah, it's, we, we just have to, we have to keep pushing. We have to keep going with it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It, it, it's, I've seen a few people comment about, I think there was a stuff on a space last week about someone giving Astro a load of shit. Um, yeah, saying, for not being local. Yeah. You know, yeah, for not being local. <laughs> yeah. It, which, and then someone else commented, which I thought, he's at the nail on the head there saying, well, do you know what, if local and, and you choose to support Everton or, or do you know, you, you, you know, you choose to, to be a Evertonian from America or Canada, then you know you must be nuts. You know because Definitely. why? Why would you? Why would you choose to be an Evertonian? Yeah, you, you wouldn't pick Everton, would you? If you'd had the choice, like yeah. I didn't have a choice. You know, no, I didn't. Like, like, yeah, neither yeah. did I. Yeah. <laughs> no. So someone somewhere like in in America who, who hasn't got you know Evertonian family or whatever has chose to be an Evertonian, which is lent to you know, relations and and stuff. Like, on what planet would you choose to be a blue light? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the uh, the oxymoronic nature of Evertonians, and it is they want us to be the biggest club in the world, but want everyone to be scouts. Yeah. Like, you, just, you, you can't have it both ways, can you? You can't, you can't grow as a club and then limit your fan base. And just wanted to ask me, is that, that why you think there's so many people against it is because inwardly they they want us to stay local. They They just want us to be this sort of ideology of people's club uh, uh, the people's club a blue collar a blue collar club a club that everyone knows everyone wants to aspire to be to because of how intimate they are but do you think it do you think like the split is 
the the older generations who have seen us win things and don't see where the problem is. I think that possibly you're right there about the split about some people deep down don't want us to become Liverpool. You know the way that that their their ground's gone and and the way they treat their fans and and stuff like that. And my my mates who were, who were had to go well, song, your best mates stopped going that. this season. Yeah, uh, he, he was like once he built that new stand, he he stopped going. He said they had to drag himself to the finals last season. He said it just it's not it's not the same anymore. He said, but at the end of the day, like I've spoke to loads of people about different reasons of why I don't watch Everton for us to be you know. For us to be, I'm not even a scouser. I'm from Birkenhead. I, I don't watch Everton to to be. Oh yeah, we're from Maidstead, or or we support the team that's close to us. But sorry, so, watch Everton in, because they want to win. Sorry to interrupt you, but I I was actually born in Birkenhead. Was <laughs> oh, yeah. I was born at Arrow Park. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yes, I was. I I live around the corner. Yeah. No way! Oh my god, it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it's football for me. I play football, I manage a football team as well, and it's about winning. End the story. I've met some new best friends, fellow on Everton, you know, who didn't go to school with or whatever, and are still my best mates now. But it's about winning. Whatever yeah, you is do is about being the best at doing exactly. it for me. And yeah. I don't give I don't care if we win and we've got a hundred thousand to know Canadians in the ground at a final. <laughs> yes. I don't care. I just want to yeah. win and, and win trophies. And that's why we do it because you've seen what it's like. You've probably all been a match to see what it's like and to to score a last minute winner or you know, to, to win somewhere that, you know what I mean? But um, to win, or I was there when we won at Old Trafford. They're things that stick with you forever. And, and imagine what it'd be like winning a cup. We still talk about winning at Old Trafford, Oviedo's goal. Like, well, because we've got nothing else to talk about. Half the time, a lot of Evertonians are more asked about hating Liverpool. Yeah, I've, which, said, that for a, I've which, said that for a long time, mate. Which is an excuse. Mm. It is, it's it's an excuse because we've got nothing else to. We've to lost our winning. Ment- we haven't got a winning mentality as a club, have we? We yeah, haven't. That's it, and Don't. it's 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 been bred into us. We've become a product of the environment our football club is, yeah. and eventually, you everyone becomes a product of the environment. If if you live with someone and you live them every day and a negative and a and a horrible and boring, you'll become negative yourself and you'll become boring yourself, and and that's what has happened to our football club yeah. under the stewardship of Bill Cunningham. Attitude reflects leadership. So that was very poetic of you. It is, yeah. Thanks very much. Every now and then I can I come up with it. So right, okay. Last thing was let's push this rally on Saturday then, Chris. Um to tell it can you give everyone the details while you're there while you're on the pod, please? Yeah, so it's same again, two o'clock at the oak. Um and then we walk up Spellow Lane to the director's office. Uh, sorry, the director's entrance. Obviously, um, have a sing song, make sure we're heard, and then let them know when we get there exactly what we want. And we want the board out, basically. We want them to sack the board, and then we've got to follow that into the ground and make the, the atmosphere as best it can be. We win on Saturday, point for us, and you know what they like to give a hundred percent, or then he'll take it. So we've got to make sure that the, the atmosphere is brilliant. I like the Arsenal game. The Arsenal march was brilliant. And it was so loud. And then you got on the ground and the ground was brilliant. Um, the result was brilliant. So let's try and make it another perfect Saturday. Good, a good protest in the right manner as it has been. Um, and then get in there, good atmosphere and a good win. Well, a massive win. Yeah, he's right. So last thing before you go then, just get back on to the football. How are you feeling, mate? Do you think, do you think we're going to go down or do you think we'll be okay? I, you know, last season when we got beat by Burnley, everyone was like, we're gone, we're gone. I was like, we're not, we're not going to go. 
we just I just don't know what it is. I just knew I just had something inside me was telling me that um you know we, we've got to be okay. When we are five points off twelfth, are we now? Something like that. Is it Palace, is it? So, six, is it? Palace to six, Palace. It's really tight, off, yeah. We're six off Palace at the moment. We had five games left and we were five points off being out of the bottom three last season. So, mm. obviously, I'm panicking. It's, it, it, is, it is horrible, but I just think we've got the right manager to, to get us out. And, and, we, and if you look at the form guide, we think we're 11th in the form guide under Dyche. I yeah. think we will keep picking points up and we will keep winning games and we will... I don't think there's any doubt about it that we'll get one shock result from now to the end of the season. That you're Leicester away last season, maybe, or you're, um, you're Chelsea at home. We'll get a shock result somewhere, which will be the turning point, and, and it'll drag. You know, I think as it stands, based on knowing what we're like as a football team, we'll get probably 36 to 38 points. You know, but I do think we will. There'll be a shock result in there that we'll um, that we'll pull through which will which will probably keep us up. But uh, yeah. I just I think he um Carver Lewin's massive like he I said he said is. it all I've said it all along that he shouldn't be playing in game. If we go two 0 up which get him off. Doesn't doesn't happen anymore like but it, get him off. So if you go two 0 down, get him off. Just yeah. if if we're playing yeah. away him. to Arsenal we're playing away to Chelsea and Chelsea look like they've hit a bit of form now. If Chelsea carry on doing well, don't just don't play him. And I'm not saying he's some super goal scorer. He's a focal point. And that's what yeah. you need when you're playing the way Dice plays, is get the ball up the pitch, hold it up, get it in the box, feed off his bits. He, he could have scored a couple against Arsenal himself. He was close. So eventually, if you get him to the, in the own games, um, you know, the other way, Palace away is massive in it. Um, or an, an away game of a team who's in the bottom half, yeah, maybe get him into that. But it, it's, it, you've just got a man like Led, Spurs used to do it, Ledley King. That's what we need yeah. to do with him. He never even trained, did he? He never used to train. No, I, I don't see why he needs to train, to be honest. Like, obviously, he needs to keep fit generally, but I don't understand why he, he needs to train five days a week or whatever they do and then play a game. He just let him train two or three days and then work him towards a Saturday. Well, it's, yeah, I, I'm not a fitness expert either. So that's just my opinion. But uh, I think. Uh, I just think Gray's got a part to play as well. I thought he'd done all right on Sunday. And uh, I'd like to see Gray behind Calvert living in the central role, you know, in the home games where, like, maybe not so much Saturday, but the big home games that we've got coming up that we're on the break, we'll be on the break, which would a different, obviously, a different position up in the start. So. Yeah, so just give us a quick prediction, mate, for tomorrow. Um, I'll say 1-11. 1-11. Yeah, tomorrow, Gray. That'll do. That'll do for He's us. Right. <laughs> Chris, thanks very much for coming on, mate. And uh, honestly, I, I think what you're doing is yeah. fantastic. You know, you've actually got up off your ass and decided to do something about it where the rest of us just talk about it. And as a podcast, we're uh, proud to stand behind you, mate, with this all together now. And we just want a better club. And thanks very much for coming on, mate. And up the toffees. No worries, mate. Thanks very much for having me. Take okay. care, Chris. See you later, Tom. Right. See you later, Tom. Sports Social Podcast Network.